Excellent. Good morning. Well, I don't have a video for you this morning, but that's good. We do have the books uh, as we're continuing to talk about uh, purity. This is the, the last of the, let's see, five. We, there was five total of the messages that we're looking at. So we've got the, the book. I have a slide for that too. Defending Purity in a Pornographic Age. This is on the back table and we're trying to get uh, as many folks as could make use of that, take advantage of that resource. It's just a little book and easy read, but packed full of God's word and practical help. So we're going to unpack that this morning, looking at the purity shield. We've already talked about this. We looked at an overview, then we looked at fleeing from sin specifically that, and uh, coming to Christ, two of the defenses. But the, the big picture, again, that we are to be vertically accountable to God. We're horizontally accountable to one another. Those are two types of accountability. And then we have three defenses against, uh, against sin and temptation. And those are to flee from sin in the bottom, to come to Christ, uh, and then to share with others. And so as we flee from sin and come to Christ, we are being accountable to God. And today we're going to talk about being accountable to one another specifically and how we share with others. Before we get started, I'm going to offer a word of prayer as well. Our Father, as we come before you to your holy word, we humble ourselves before you. You are the great and awesome God of all the earth. Would you grant us the ears to hear what you would say to us and grant us courage to expose our sin even to the light of truth so that our old self might be crucified with Christ and that Christ himself and his character be formed in us. And would you do a mighty work in this church to grow your people in holiness so that you receive all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Defense three. Remember, all of these defenses work together to form a defense safeguard against temptation and to promote purity in our life. Defense three is share with others. And we're not talking about generosity in particular uh, in this. We're talking about sharing honestly and openly. And so what it says here, read for us, confess your sins and commit to sharing openly with others who will hold you accountable to grow in purity. So the idea is that we're sharing Uh, sharing openly, honestly with other people about what's going on in our hearts, in our lives, in our decisions, and specifically in a kind of intimate sense, uh, uh, intentional accountability that we're going to talk about this morning. Let's start, as we have each time, by reviewing 2 Timothy 2.22, specifically focusing on the, the last phrase here. It says, now flee from youthful lusts, that was flee from sin, and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace. Remember, we come to Christ. And then the last part says, with those who call on the Lord from a pure heart. Paul, when he was writing this to Timothy, didn't just say to flee from sin, to run from sin, and to pursue righteousness in isolation. Timothy 
first of all, was a, a pastor, uh, a leader in the church, but he needed others around him. And, and Paul was very careful to instruct and urge him to do that, surrounding himself with those who call on the Lord from a pure heart. And certainly we are not, uh, we're not above the need for that as well ourselves. We all need to be, uh, that's the reason that God has put us in his body, the church. When we come to Christ, we are individually members one of another, as the scripture says. And that's from the very beginning, God's design. You remember he made, uh, he made man, and then he made, he said, it's not good for the man to be alone. So he, he made a woman, and the, the whole design of creation is that we are intended for and created for authentic relationships. So this is this is God's design for us. Sin makes it a lot more difficult sometimes to be close to others and even to look seriously at our own selves uh, and see all the mess that's in there. Um, but this is the design that God has for us. And on the opposite side of this, the scripture warns against what happens when we are not with uh, in authentic relationship with other people. It says in Proverbs 18.1, that whoever isolates himself seeks his own desire. Isolate yourself, seek your own desire. And it says he breaks out against all sound judgment. It's not a good place that we want to be, but it is true that if we, it's just this inclination. Sin leads us further and further away into, into isolation. But whoever isolates himself seeks, I would say, more and more uh, his own desire and breaks out against sound judgment. Isolation is an extremely vulnerable position, being alone uh, in the battle against sin. It's, well, there's strength in numbers. This is a statement that you hear in all kinds of different um, contexts, but there's strength in numbers applies as well to the concept of dealing with temptation and being Christians and sin, uh, fighting against sin. Um, the wisdom literature, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, is full of uh, warnings and encouragements to surround ourselves with godly counsel. And I want to look in particular at Ecclesiastes, if you would turn with me, Ecclesiastes chapter 4, reading verses 9 through 12, encouragement to uh, to surround ourselves with others. Ecclesiastes 4, 9 says, Two are better than one, because they have a good reward for their toil. For if they fall, one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him who is alone when he falls, and has not another to lift him up. Again, if two lie together, they keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? And though a man might prevail against one who is alone, two can withstand him. A threefold cord is not quickly broken. So we have all kinds of examples and, and pictures here uh, of what it looks like. We, that last one read three, a threefold cord, you know, a braided rope is a lot stronger than just one on its own. That's one of the pictures that the, the Word of God uses to show us our need for others. Uh, when Also, the, the picture of walking alone in a dangerous place and somebody attacks you, 
too, can much more easily withstand an enemy. This, uh, and then backing up even further, I want to look in particular, read verse 10 again. For if they fall, one will lift up his fellow, but woe to him who is alone when he falls and has not another to help him up. When we're trying to battle sin on our own, it's easy to be caught, unable to lift ourselves out of the mess. And if, if this is where you have found yourself, especially as we're talking about an issue like uh, sexual sin that is so isolating, you need to pursue accountability. I encourage you to not continue to remain in isolation because this pornography in particular is deeply isolating. It's completely self-centered. It's turning inward and it turns other people into objects of pleasure for yourself. And then it just turns crushing shame more and more on yourself thinking, I can't tell anybody about this. can't tell anybody about my thoughts, about my actions. But the result is just a vicious spiral that, that grows in shame and intensity over time. And the, one of the solutions that God has put forth in his word is to, to be in community with each other. And even if we're not finding ourselves in that particular situation, uh, place, we, we ought not walk alone. Um, countless men and women have fallen into sin, especially in this area, because they were not answerable to others. They didn't have a systems of accountability, anybody else that was walking close enough to them uh, to speak into their life when they began to stray. So being accountable to others is not optional if we want to escape or avoid the cycle of sin and shame that's fueled by isolation and being alone. So today we're going to be looking at share with others, and just as we've had for the other two, uh, the other two defenses, we are going to have a word, share. This time we get five letters instead of four, so we're going to look at S-H-A-R-E, seek help, Heed advice, assemble, reveal, and engage. So share means to seek help, heed advice, assemble, reveal, and engage. We're going to take a look at each one of those in turn and what the Word of God says about it. First of all is S, seek help. Ask at least one mature believer to hold you accountable. So remember, under uh, flee from sin, we talked about doing whatever it takes. And that applies here as well. We need to, it's very difficult uh, to be honest about what's going on in our hearts, in our lives, especially if this has been a long-standing issue of being caught in sin. But, um, But do whatever it takes. I encourage you to do this. This includes the very difficult step of asking for help. It might just be the most momentous uh, point in your struggle against a particular besetting sin. 
Telling somebody honestly about what's going on feels like it's impossible, like it could, you couldn't possibly bring yourself to do this. But that's, that's not true. That's actually a lie that we tell ourselves and that the, the Satan's forces are reiterating uh, toward us. So he is the, the father of lies, and our own flesh uh, brings those out on us as well. But the truth is that the Holy Spirit strengthens us the Holy Spirit that God has given us, as if we belong to him, as he says in uh, 2 Timothy 1.7 that God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. Not of fear. We are we're empowered to be courageous uh, through the Spirit of God working in us as he brings conviction and then strength. And the, the truth is also that we only find mercy and forgiveness and the, the freedom that comes in Christ if we are willing to confront sin. Proverbs 28.13 says, Whoever conceals his transgressions will not prosper, but he who confesses and forsakes them will obtain mercy. That last part is <laughs> wonderful. Will obtain mercy. There's mercy and healing and forgiveness and freedom for those who confess. So uh, seek out a trustworthy partner who will hold you accountable. This is what I'm encouraging you to do and what we talk about in the, in the book Defending Purity. So, so often uh, we have the mindset that I can just do this alone. I just need to get my act together alone. But that's not what God's Word teaches us. As we read this morning uh, with the opening scripture verse in Galatians 6.1, we have a biblical model for this. And thank you, Pastor Scott, for expounding what we see in Galatians 6.1. This is the model for this kind of relationship. Galatians 6.1 says, brothers. Oh, boy, how's that for the context, right? <laughs> brothers. Uh, if anyone is caught in any transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of gentleness. Keep watch on yourself, lest you too be tempted. Slightly different wording there from what we read earlier. That's just fine. The person who's spiritual uh, is just, as we heard this morning uh, a little bit earlier, that has a concept of being mature, but also being in Christ, in the spirit. Uh, the goal is restoration. It's not to try to heap more shame upon. There's already, whenever we're, we're caught in sin, there's shame, there's guilt. The goal is to bring resolution and the, the um, restoration. Actually, setting a bone or healing a, a wound is the, con- the uh, context, the idea behind the, the word there that says restore him. And then in what kind of a spirit? In a spirit of gentleness, humble watchfulness also. So when it says keeping watch on yourself, that's each of us that is helping somebody else, having that mindset that we we all are prone to wander, prone to to stumble. So keeping watch on ourselves, lest we too be tempted. This is the model that God has set forth for us in his word, that we... Those who are caught in sin should be helped by those who are not presently. So some 
characteristics to consider of a, a good accountability partner. Someone should be trustworthy and gentle, as we just read, right? Trustworthy, they're going to keep things confidential. They should be gentle in their approach. This should be a godly, mature Christian, not just, you know, maybe it's easier to talk to a buddy or somebody that that you're close to might not be necessarily the best person to help lift you out of a sin, especially uh, as we consider the the next couple ones, that this should be somebody who's normally the same gender as yourself. So men should should look for a man to help them out. Uh, Women should look for another lady to, to... have as an accountability partner to hold them up, and somebody who's not caught in the same sin, because how can I pull you out of the pit that I'm in myself? Uh, The goal is that we're able to help each other up and out to be able to then build self-control and stand on our own. And really, two or three, uh, you know, the scripture said there that we saw a three-fold, a three-strand cord is not easily broken, and so Better to have more even than just a single uh, person next to you, two or three people that can help, encourage, exhort, that know what's going on in your life. Um, in, in a strong marriage, very often, if there's not a lot of wound and, and hurt there, the, a husband and wife can hold each other accountable, can hold each other up in, in this area. Um, but if there has been injury and hurt at a, especially at a, a deeper level and a longer-lasting level, uh, that you just simply, you know, as a man, I can't place that burden on my wife. We need to not place that burden on our wives to be the sole person to hold you up and pull you out of this. Um, you need godly men walking aside you uh, rather than relying on your spouse. And especially in the case of, you know, that hurt uh, in a marriage, there needs to be additional counsel, really encourage uh, seeking biblical counsel with a counselor or a pastor uh, who's going to open the word of God and, and get uh, seek toward resolution and healing, uh, building trust again. So those are things that we need. And if you need that, that kind of help, uh, encourage you again, reach out, don't, don't delay this is not something to wait on. Um, the men can talk to um, any of the pastors here. We really encourage you to Ben Lawrence or Scott Chadwick, Matt Bost, uh, and the ladies. If this is a, a struggle for you as well, uh, you know, talk to Alyssa Lawrence. Is happy to, to talk to you. other uh, godly Christian ladies. We want to encourage you to talk to somebody. I also would encourage you to be intentional about setting up a regular schedule of meeting together uh, where you're not just saying, oh, well, I'll see you next time, I'll see you sometime, but you, ha- you know that somebody's going to check in with you at a regular time, uh, that there are usually a face-to-face meeting and a weekly meeting tends to be really effective. You need to make this a high priority uh, to you and your partner. So that's some practical uh, applications of that and how we can put that into place. Let's look then at, so that was S, seek help, right? H is heed advice, and this is listen and diligently apply the counsel you receive. 
this just makes good sense. If you're going to seek help, we, we really need to be listening and intentionally uh, open to receiving that counsel that we're getting. Uh, invite your accountability partner, your mentor, your, the person who's helping you out here, to critique how your actions are helping or hurting your pursuit of purity. And be open to hearing the response to that. Humbly receive counsel and diligently seek to apply any uh, recommendations, changes that somebody is saying, you, you really ought to consider this, brother. Uh, we, we, don't, we want to listen graciously to counsel. This is just across the board as, as people uh, that are in community with other people. We want to listen graciously to counsel. Assume that the speaker has your best interest at heart. The scripture says... Uh, a couple of verses from Proverbs 27, 5 and 6, says, Better is open rebuke than hidden love. Faithful are the wounds of a friend, profuse are the kisses of an enemy. We don't want flattery. We want straight talk that helps us uh, get things resolved, cleaned up, keep us on the straight and the narrow path and that help us to flee from sin, to pursue and come to Christ. Proverbs 27.9 similarly says, just a few verses later, Oil and perfume make the heart glad, and the sweetness of a friend comes from his earnest counsel. You know, if you, how do you fill out the last part of that? The sweetness of a friend comes from watching a movie together, whatever. All the, it's from earnest counsel. This is what the, the sweetness of a friendship is that you, you have somebody who cares for you, who's willing to speak into your life. We want to take that seriously and show gratitude to those who are willing to reprove and even correct us and watch out for the mindset that says, I, I don't want to hear what you have to say. Uh, Proverbs fifteen thirty two, a lot of Proverbs there's good wisdom there. <laughs> uh, Proverbs 15.32 says, Whoever ignores instruction despises himself. It sounds a lot like Proverbs 18.1 that says, uh, Whoever isolates himself seeks his own desire. He des- he's despising himself even. Uh, he breaks out against all sound judgment, we read. This, per- this says, uh, whoever isolates, uh, whoever ignores instruction, pardon me, Whoever ignores instruction despises himself, but he who listens to reproof gains intelligence. And Proverbs 13, verse 18 says, Poverty and disgrace come upon him who ignores instruction, but whoever heeds reproof is honored. We want to be people who are ready to learn, to change, and to grow. So, the next one, that was... What we need to be seeking help, we need to be heeding advice, and we have A next. See, there we go. Assemble. Regularly join with your local church in fellowship, uh, in worship, fellowship, and service. Right? So aspects of the, the local church, this is how God has intended us to work, not in isolation from each other. Part of that being accountable to one another means that we're together as Christians in worship, but also, uh, you know, directing our attention toward God in in fellowship, coming together, and serving one another. We know Hebrews 
10, 24, and 25. It's a good reminder for us. This is what we are to be doing as Christians. Let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day drawing near. We are to encourage and to stir up one another toward love and good works, pointing each other in the right direction. Assembling means more than just getting together like this on a Sunday morning. It means that we need to be doing life alongside other believers. We are not an island unto ourselves. Pursue authentic Christian community, welcoming people into your life to know and be known. To know and be known. This is why it's, it's important to attach ourselves to a body and to seek out opportunities to make that uh, practically realized in our lives. So be careful not to approach relationships uh, as we can easily get into the habit of with a self-serving mindset, especially if you're coming from a perspective of uh, combating lust. We want to sacrificially serve and build up other people. Uh, Philippians 2.3 says, do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but count others in humility, count others more significant than yourselves. So how we can do that, a lot of that is the one anothering in scripture. Uh, And there's just all kinds of commands to do all sorts of things with and for and to one another. I want to look at just a, a small sampling here, a few of these, but the scripture is full of them. We need to look for ways intentionally to put these into practice in our lives. Romans 12.10 says, outdo one another. Uh, well, I'm sorry, I read the second part. It says, love one another with brotherly affection. That's where we start. Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Not all the other ways we might try to outdo one another. With a competitive spirit, ah, how can I show more honor to the other person? 2 Corinthians 13, 11 says, Finally, brothers, rejoice. Aim for restoration. It goes back to that we read in Galatians 6, 1, to restore. Comfort one another. Agree with one another. Live in peace, and the God of peace will be with you. Galatians 6 2, right after that uh, verse in Galatians 6 1 about restoring, is to bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. Hebrews 3 13 says, But exhort one another every day, as long as it is called today, so that none of you may be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. And 1 Thessalonians 5.11 says, Therefore, encourage one another and build one another up just as you are doing. The one another's of Scripture. We can't do it if we're boxed off. Even in in a box, a wall of our own making, we need to seek ways to do this. So I'd encourage you to to consider these passages and then also uh, 
Pastor Scott has a complete, uh, well, I don't know if it's uh, absolutely comprehensive, but pretty nearly pages and pages of all the one another's put together. So if you are interested in studying that, uh, connect with Pastor Scott for the, the full list of the one another's in Scripture grouped by uh, each different category. Very helpful resource. So that is, we are called to assemble. That was A. S-H-A, and next we have R, reveal. Reveal. Boy, this is a hard one. Embrace transparency and confess your sins to others. Revealing is probably one of the hardest parts. It goes along with that asking for help. But this is a mindset that's sort of a whole life perspective of living in the light no more hiding, no more hiding, period. That is key. Accountability completely crumbles once you deny the truth, once you begin to deceive. So accountability uh, to one another hangs on our honesty, our willingness to be truthful and to confess even our sins to one another. James 5.16 says this very thing. Confess your sins to one another, and pray for one another so that you may be healed. The context is talking about physical and spiritual healing there, that we are to confess to one another and pray for one another that we may find healing. So I encourage you, commit to honesty no matter what. This is, of course, just what we're called to as Christians. We are to be people who walk in the truth. Ephesians 4.25 says, Therefore, having put away falsehood, let each one of you speak the truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. So he says that his, his reason is because we are members of one another, because in the body of Christ we are accountable to one another. Therefore, having put away falsehood, speak the truth. Speak the truth. And the next chapter, chapter 5, actually, let's turn to chapter 5 of Ephesians. Ephesians 5 and looking at, starting in verse 1, the call to walk in the light and to expose sin to the light that it might die there. Ephesians 5 1 says, Therefore be imitators of God as beloved children, and walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and a sacrifice to God. But sexual immorality and all purity or covetousness may not, must not even be named among you as is proper among saints. Let there be no filthiness nor foolish talk, foolish talk nor coarse joking which are out of place. But instead, let there be thanksgiving. For you may be sure of this, that everyone who is sexually immoral or impure or who is covetousness, covetous, that is, an idolater, has no inheritance with the kingdom of Christ and God. Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Here we are, therefore... 
do not become partners with them. For at one time you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of light is found in all that is good and right and true. And try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. Right? We're talking about reveal expose them for it is shameful even to speak of the things that they do in secret but when anything is exposed to the light it becomes visible for anything that becomes visible is light therefore awake O sleeper and arise from the dead and Christ will shine on you this is pretty clear teaching uh, that just as God is light we also are to be in the light. And that means being willing to bring our sin into the light as well, into Christ's light and into the light of other people uh, speaking into our lives. Though includes, um, in particular, in a marriage, that you must confess to your spouse uh, this you you can't hide from the one that you're married to if you're uh, in, engaged in if you have been engaged in sexual sin and pornography. Um, you don't necessarily need to go into graphic detail. In fact, that's probably not wise. But you do need to not hold back truth. You need to recognize that this is extremely wounding and hurtful. Um, and not expect that you're just going to come right back into into being trusted um, because if you've been untrustworthy, that's going to take time to rebuild trust, but you need to pledge uh, from from now on out to be completely transparent in your marriage and to seek accountability as well. Accountability software as well uh, so this is you know, accountable to you, as was mentioned. This is by no means a, a commercial for that, but that can be a very helpful tool in our digital age. And uh, as Pastor Scott said, Ben and Alyssa, who, who uh, own the company Accountable to You, would love to offer a free account to anybody who can make use of accountability software on a device. So the idea of how that works is that the, the software just quietly monitors what's happening on a phone or computer and lets you easily share reports of that daily or weekly of reports with your accountability partners. It'll automatically detect an alert if there's uh, something that's questionable. So that helps to, it doesn't block you from doing anything. It allows you to keep using your devices, but to have that revealing intentional accountability and transparency in place. Uh, so in case, I would encourage you to consider that as a, a tool. Again, there's just there's lots of ways. Uh, sometimes you, you need to, like we talked about in the first one, the first defense, flee from sin. Sometimes things need to be eliminated, cut off altogether. But um, accountability software can be a helpful tool. As the goal is we're trying to cultivate uh, a lifestyle of accountability and transparency. So finally... You get to E, which is engage. Engage. Do the work necessary to walk in freedom by the power of the Holy Spirit. Right? This is just, again, we've got to 
to wrap this all up, accountability is only as good as your determination to be accountable. Uh, accountability, as we say often at uh, Accountable to You, this being a, a topic we talk about a lot, accountability helps those who want to be accountable. Accountability helps those who want to be accountable. So it's not your accountability partner's job to, to pull the truth out of you. It's not their job to make you change. Uh, nobody else bears that burden. Um, Galatians actually says that same thing after the passages we talked about. It says each must bear his own load in verses 4 and 5. We not, we, each one of us before God is responsible for our own spiritual growth. And we did look at this uh, passage a little bit ago, uh, a week or two ago. I want to read through James 1, 21 through 25 it, as we wrap this up and close and consider that we are called to be not just a hearer of the word, but a doer. James 1, 21 through 25 says, Therefore, put away all filthiness and rampant wickedness, and receive with meekness the implanted word, which is able to save your souls. But be doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word... And not a doer, he's like a man who looks intently at his natural face in the mirror. For he looks at himself and goes away and at once forgets what he was like. But the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and perseveres, being no hearer who forgets but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. That's what we're looking for. And again, to just turn back to that first uh, scripture, a scripture that we talked about right right in the beginning, um, where Jesus said on the Sermon of the Mount that blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. He will be blessed in his doing, we just read. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. So I want to take a last look at this what happens, we saw the, the shield is broken. The purity shield is, is not effective when we are missing any of the one, uh, any one of the three elements. So one of the vulnerabilities is secret striving. It's what happens when we're fleeing from sin and coming to Christ, but not being willing to share with others. And when, when share with others is lacking, repentance and sin become an endless cycle with little or no growth in purity. So the, the answer to this is to, of course, share with others. We want to have all three of the defenses in place being, as we live with purity, to flee from sin, come to Christ, and share with others. So thank you. I, I hope that this has been helpful and encouraging uh, to you as we talk about this topic specifically, uh, you know, applying it to one area, but realizing also that all of life, uh, we can put these principles into practice as we deal with sin. Uh, don't, don't forget, there's the books on the back table if you want to pick one of those up. But uh, let's close in prayer this morning. 
Father, thank you for this time. Thank you for the fact that you love us, sinners broken in need of a Savior, in need of help. Uh, You provide us not only with every resource in Christ, but also with one another. And you call us to walk in accountability and love with one another. I pray that you would help us to do that. May we spur each other on to love and good works. And the goal of all of this is that we might know you, that we might love you and love our neighbor as ourself, that you would receive the glory because you are worthy. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen.